Welcome to Searchlight with Stephanie. I am your host, Stephanie McLernan, and this week I am going to kind of do this week's episode differently. I apologize for last week. Um, I was having audio issues where my audio would randomly cut out, um, so I was not able to record last week. I wanted to do this one a little bit different um, in regards of the long weekend. If you were either in Canada or in the States, you had July 1st, which is Canada's Day, or July 4th, which is um, the 4th of July. Um, this week, I wanted to take time to take notice of the Highway of Tears. Um, you've probably heard me mention it a few times um, in regards of the Indigenous community. Um, and the reason why I wanted to solely focus on these cases this week is because a lot of them are still unsolved. And majority of the victims were Indigenous women and girls. Um, so let's turn on our searchlights and dive on in. And I will warn you, um, some of the details could be graphic, um, so you can skip ahead if it gets too graphic. I will warn you. I just wanted to let everyone know now. The Highway of Tears refers to a 724-kilometer length of Yellowhead Highway 16 in British Columbia, where many women, who were mostly Indigenous, have disappeared or have been found murdered. The Highway of Tears is part of a larger national crisis of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. From Prince Rupert on the northwest coast of British Columbia to the central interior city of Prince George, British Columbia, 23 First Nations border Highway 16. The region was characterized by poverty and until 2017 lacked the adequate public transportation, which forced many of the locals to resort to hitchhiking as a form of transportation. The exact number of women who may, who have disappeared or have been murdered along Highway 16 is highly disputed. The RCMP acknowledges 18 murders and disappearances in the, its list of the Highway of Tears cases, dating from 1969 to 2006. The RCMP also includes women who have disappeared from Highways 97 and 5 in British Columbia. Ten out of these 18 victims were Indigenous women and girls. However, many of the Indigenous groups argue that this number is misleading because it reflects to only disappearances and murders that have happened in specific geographic areas around these highways, and that the real number in northern British Columbia exceeds 40. In response to some com- commonalities between the murder cases of three women, Alicia Germain, Roxanne Thiara, and Ramona Wilson, the British Columbia RCMP's Unsolved Homicide Unit created Project EPANA in the fall of 2005 to investigate other cases of murdered and missing women and girls in the area along Highway 16. The RCMP used three criteria when determining on whether or not to add a case of missing and murdered women um, into the Project EPANA investigation. One was the victim was involved in a high-risk activity that would expose them to danger, such as hitchhiking or sex work. 
Two, the victim was last seen or their body was discovered within one mile of British Columbia Highway 16, which in 2007 was broadened to include Highways 97 and 5. And third and lastly, they were female. In 2005, when the EPANA was first launched, the RCMP identified eight victims who had gone missing or had been found murdered along Highway 16. From 1989 to 2006, they were Alicia Germain, Roxanne Thiara, Ramona Wilson, Alea Sarik Auger, Tamara Chipman, Lena Derek, Delphine Nicol, and Alberta Williams. All of these victims were Indigenous. If I pronounced any of the names incorrectly, I do apologize. The RCMP decided to also broaden it by using the computer software system called Vicalis, Violent Crime Linkage Analysis System, as well as other databases and missing person records. In addition, the geographic area under investigation increased from 724 kilometers, Prince Rupert, British Columbia to Prince George, to approximately 1,500 kilometers, which not only included Highway 16 to Hinton, Alberta, but also sections of Highways 97 and 5. This led the RCMP to double the number of highway of tears victims from 9 to 18, all of whom were murdered or disappeared over a 37-year period. 1969 to 2006. The nine additional Highway of Tears victims are Shelley Bascu, Maureen Mosey, Monica Jack, Monica Ignaz, Colleen McMillan, Pamela Darlington, Gail Ways, Micheline Parr, and Gloria Moody. The RCMP broadened the investigation by using various computer software systems such as Vocalis, Violent, it's aka the Violent Crime Linkage Analysis System. In addition, the geographic area under investigation increased from 724 kilometers to 1,500 kilometers, which included not only Highway 16 to Hinton, Alberta, but also sections of Highways 97 and 5. This led the RCMP to double the number of Highway of Tears victims from 9 to 18, all of whom were murdered or disappeared over a 37-year time period, from 1969 to 2006. The nine additional Highway of Tears victims are Shelley Basco, Maureen Mosey, Monica Jack, Monica Ignaz, Colleen McMullen, Pamela Darlington, Gail Ways, Micheline Parr, and Gloria Moody. I'm going to be going over each of the victims' case um, from recent to the oldest case, so please bear with me. Gloria Moody was 27 years old and a mother of two, and she was last seen leaving a bar in Williams Lake, British Columbia, on the 25th of October in 1969. Her body was found the next day. Micheline Pear was last seen in July 1970 along the Fort St. John slash Hudson's Hope, British Columbia Highway. Her body was found August 8, 1970, near Hudson's Hope. She was 18 years old at the time. Gail Ways, a 19-year-old from Clearwater, British Columbia, was last seen hitchhiking in October 1973, and her remains were found in April of 1974. The RCMP suspected Bobby Jack Fowler in her death, but no conclusive evidence existed to convict him. Pamela Darlington was 19 years old from Canloops, British Columbia, a resident who was found murdered in a local park in November of 1973. The RCMP also had suspected suspected Bobby Jack Fowler was responsible for her murder, but no conclusive evidence existed to convict him. Monica Ignace was 15 years old when she was last seen walking along Highway 16 in Thornhill near Terrace, British Columbia in December of 1974. Her body was found four months later a few kilometers east from where she had disappeared. 
Colleen McMullen was 16 years old in August of 1974 when she left her family home in Lac La Hache, British Columbia, to hitchhike to visit a friend. Her remains were found a month later. 38 years later, in October of 2012, DNA evidence led the RCMP to announce their belief that Bobby Jack Fowler was Colleen's murderer. Fowler had died in an Oregon prison in 2006. Monica Jack was the youngest victim at 12 years old. She disappeared in May 1978 while riding her bike near Mary, British Columbia. Her remains were found in 1996. Gary Tail Handlin, a 67-year-old man, was charged in 2014 for her death and that of an 11-year-old girl, Catherine May Herbert, unrelated to the Highway of Tears investigation. Though Handlin claims he is not guilty of killing Jack, Prosecutors maintained that he confessed to the crime during a conversation with an undercover RCMP officer prior to his arrest. Hanlon's trial began in 2018 in the British Columbia Supreme Court, and in January 2019, a jury found Hanlon guilty of first-degree murder of Jack. Marine Mosey was 33 years old when she was last seen hitchhiking near Salmon Arm, British Columbia, on May 8th of 1981, and her body was found at the end of a runoff lane leading to Highway 97. Shelly Ann Basque was 16 years old when she disappeared from Hinton, Alberta after leaving her boyfriend's trailer park to head home. She was last seen by witnesses on May 3rd of 1983 near Highway 16. Searches later found multiple items of Shelly's clothes and other items near the Athabasca River after her disappearance and authorities deemed that she met with foul play. Her family held a memorial service on the 25th anniversary of her disappearance. Alberta Williams disappeared in August of 1989 at the age of 24. Her body was found several weeks later near Prince Rupert, British Columbia. In 2016, CBC News produced an eight-part podcast about her death entitled Who Killed Alberta Williams? Delphine Nicole disappeared on June 14, 1990 at age 16, and she was hitchhiking on Highway 16 between Smothers, British Columbia and her home in Telqua, British Columbia. Ramona Wilson, age 16, was hitchhiking to her friend's home in Smothers, British Columbia on June 11, 1994. Her remains were found in April of 1995 alongside Highway 16 near the Smothers Airport. Ramona was a member of the the Gitten Max Band. Her tragic story was part of a 2006 documentary film by Matisse filmmaker Christine Welsh, Finding Dawn about missing and murdered Indigenous women in Canada. Roxanne Theria disappeared in November of 1994 from Prince George, British Columbia at the age of 15. Her body was found near Burns Lake, British Columbia, off of Highway 16. Alicia Germain lived in Prince George, British Columbia. She was 15 years old at the time of her disappearance, and her body was found near an elementary school close to Highway 16 West on December 9, 1994. Anna Derrick, a teenage a teenager from Gitten Yao Band was 19 years old when she disappeared on October 7, 1985, and was last seen at a gas station near Terrence, also known as Thornhill, in British Columbia. She was traveling east on Highway 16 to her home in the Hazleton area. She was enrolled in studies at the Northwest Community College in Houston, British Columbia. Nicole Hoare, H-O-A-R, was from Alberta and working in the Prince George, British Columbia area as a tree planter. She was last seen hitchhiking from Prince George to Smithers on Highway 16 West. Nicole was 25 years old at the time of her disappearance on June 21st of 2002.
Tamara Chipman was 22 years old when she disappeared on September 21st of 2005. She was last seen hitchhiking on Highway 16 near the Prince Rupert British Columbia Industrial Park. Tamara's home community was Morristown, First Nation. Alea Sarek Auger was 14 years old and a student at D.P. Todd Secondary School in Prince George, British Columbia when she went missing. She had been last seen by her family on February 2nd of 2006 and her body was found on February 10th of 2006 in a ditch along Highway 16, approximately 15 kilometers east of Prince George. The cases that are also tied in outside of the EPANA investigations are the following. Helen Frost was 17 years old, living in Prince George, British Columbia at the time of her disappearance. On the evening of October 13, 1970, she left her apartment in the 1600 block of Queensway Avenue for a walk and never returned. Virginia Sampar was one of six children in her family, and on October 14, 1971, her cousin Alvin saw her for the last time. She was standing near a bridge on Highway 16 outside her First Nation community of, if I mispronounce it, I am so sorry, Gitsigolaka, British Columbia. She was 18 years old. Celia Nicole was 15 years old when she was last seen in 1989, and her family claims that she went missing along Highway 16 in Smothers, British Columbia. However, the police believe she went missing from Vancouver, so therefore she is not on the RCMP's Highway of Tears list. Dina Bram, 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 I think that's how you, I'm, I'm horrible sometimes, I'm so sorry, was 16 years old when she was last seen alive, hitchhiking from her home in the Bushy Lake from Kinsale, British Columbia, on September 25th of 1999, and her body was found on December 10th of 1999 in the area northwest of Kinsale, near Pinnacles Provincial Park. Bonnie Marie Joseph was 31 years old when she was last seen in Vanderhoof, British Columbia area on September 8th of 2007. This indigenous woman from the Yakushi Band in the Fort St. James area was known to be very independent and was also known to hitchhike frequently between the communities of Fort St. James, Vanderhoof, and Prince George, British Columbia. Madison Scott was 20 years old when she disappeared on May 28th of 2011 from camping at Hogsback Lake, approximately 25 kilometers southeast of Vanderhoof in British Columbia. Her pickup truck and tent were found at the campground with no sign of her, despite an extensive ground, water, and air search. Immaculate Basil, also known as Mackie, was last seen walking on a forest surface road northwest of Fort St. James, British Columbia, on June 13, 2013. Despite extensive ground searches, she was never found. Immaculate was 26 years old when she disappeared. Anita Thorne is a 49-year-old Prince George res- resident sorry, who has not been seen by family members since the evening of 19, November 19, 2014, when her car was discovered the next day at Highway 16 West area, approximately 35 kilometers east of Brit- Prince George, British Columbia. Doreen Jack and her family. Nothing underlies the profound sense of loss and tragedy surrounding the unsolved cases and, mur- and murdered women and girls along the Highway of Tears more than the case of Doreen Jack, as it was not just her who had disappeared that evening on the highway, but her entire family. On the evening of August 2, 1989, Doreen's husband, Ronald, met a man at a local pub in Prince George, where the man offered him a job at a ranch or logging camp. That night, the family prepared for the trip to the area of Ronald's new job. 
Around 1.30 a.m., Ronald had called his mother from a resort located approximately 50 kilometers west of Prince George on the Highway of Tears, informing her that he, Doreen, and their two boys, 9-year-old Russell and 4-year-old Ryan, were leaving for about two weeks, and that was the last that anyone had ever heard from them. I waited to do the um, case resources this week, and I didn't add any music except for the intro, um, because this is something that has always kind of weighed very heavily on me at the fact that, you know, a lot of the cases have not been solved. And it's been, well, as you can tell, a very long time, and all of these women and their families deserve justice and closure, and it's just heartbreaking that there's still so many open cases especially that is involving so many indigenous community members um so i want to thank everybody for taking the time this week to turn their searchlights on and allow me to name and tell a little bit about each of the victims may everyone stay safe and vigilant and tune in next week Thank you.